Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Motivation Burrito. By the time you listen to this recording, it will be Tuesday, and uh, hopefully it'll be a good start to your Tuesday. As I've mentioned in a couple of previous episodes, this month has, or I should say last month, was not the easiest month. Oh, so guess what? It's September 1st, which means new month, new start, and everything that happened in August can be left behind. The chapter can be closed. August is done. We don't have to worry about it anymore. It is a memory, and we do not have to move forward with all the craziness that August may have brought us. So... If you have been feeling the way that I was feeling for the large amount of August, you know, or the majority of August, today is a new day, today is a new month, and it is the perfect opportunity for us to move forward and trust that this month will be a little bit better than last. So today's episode and what I've, so what I've decided to do is I've decided to stop monitoring my time and just allow my podcast to flow as it needs to flow going forward. I've noticed that there are some days where I can get my message out quickly and my podcast is like 25 minutes. And then there are some days where I have so much to say and so much to talk about that it runs into like 45 minutes or an hour, but I've got to let it flow because if it doesn't flow, then what am I doing? Like, why am I holding myself to like, it has to be 30 minutes or it has to be 20 minutes. Like who said, if the message is flowing, if the conversation is flowing, if the ideas are flowing, I'm not going to stop myself. And it's like shutting off the faucet too soon, right? Like who wants to do that? So each of these episodes, we're just going to go with what feels right. And when I feel like I have said my final piece of the message of the day, or when I feel like the ideas have stopped flowing or the message has stopped flowing through me, then we'll end the podcast, but it'll be ended gracefully and nicely and without leaving you like, wait, that's it. I never want to leave my audience hanging. I never want to leave my listeners hanging. I never want to cut them short and rush the message, especially if there's more to say and more insight that I can provide. My goal is to always give you the best of me and to give you the best insight that I possibly can in any scenario. So I just wanted to throw that message out there and just say that from now on, we're just going to flow with it and we're going to see what happens. And we're going to enjoy the time that we have together because I enjoy recording these episodes and I enjoy connecting with people. I enjoy holding space. I enjoy being a host for you to sit with your thoughts. I enjoy 
helping people to understand that they're just not alone and that if nothing else, they have me at least to be a sounding board or a voice of reason or just um, a distant friend that is inside their head and just can pull out like all the stuff that they just can't say. So um, yeah, I'm not going to rush that because I truly enjoy what I'm doing and I truly want to honor the process that comes with each and every one of these episodes. And like I said, there's going to be some episodes that I hate saying, like I said, my boss has been trying to get me out of this habit. It is like the worst thing to say. It's a passive aggressive term that I use. Um, and I've been trying to get out of that habit for so long. So if we ever catch me saying, like I said, we're going to have to stop me. Sorry. That was my side rant. Um, but I never want to leave my audience hanging and I never want to leave them feeling like the message was cut short. Apparently I left them wanting more though with the erratic blueprint episode, cause I got a lot of great feedback on it. And I also got some pretty solid feedback on the for the men episode. And I was super happy about that. So, uh, last week was definitely a good week podcast wise. And I am so beyond happy with how those episodes did and just the statistics that that came as a result of them. But at the same time, it also set myself up for like insane expectations that I had to just say, Melissa, like you had a great week. Those episodes were clearly what people needed at the time. And it just landed so perfectly. And you're going to have those days. You're going to have those weeks where that message lands and people are engaged and interested and providing feedback. But it doesn't mean that your next episode won't land with the perfect person or the following episode won't land. Everybody is going to get what they need. And just some episodes are going to apparently draw more people in and that's just the way of life but i do want to acknowledge and say thank you to everybody who did listen to those two episodes and i truly hope that you enjoyed them and again the feedback that i got um just made my heart so happy especially the for the men episode i was so scared with that one because there have been a couple of good men that appeared in my life and I find myself wanting to be better for them. And I also find myself wanting to have more of that in my life because the world needs good men, but not only that, like I could use good men in my life too. It's not just about you know, relationships. It's about cultivating friendships as well. I've lost a lot of male friends in my past, whether it's due to growing apart or them moving away or not being able to maintain friendships when they get into relationships. Like there's just a whole bunch of different reasons why I just saw that, um, I saw less of a male presence, I should say. So coming across and 
finding myself in the presence of really good men just made me at first it made me panic to be honest because I was like holy crap what is this and who are you and why but at the same time I realized that if I'm going to connect with somebody on an intimate level I need to be able to recognize you know a a good friend or a good connection or somebody who can provide something to me in a time of need so and there's again a lot of stuff that comes with that and we talked about it or I talked about it in last week's episode and how the queen's code teaches us to recognize what men bring to the table and what men could do for us you know like what can your father do for you what can your brother do for you what can your friends do for you? What can your significant other do for you? But it's all about having the awareness of how to treat each and every one of the men in your life and to understand and listen and also speak their language. So it really teaches you how to support and love the men in your life and I needed, a, I needed a reminder of that for sure. Um, but then, like I said, oh my God, I hate that. But also, sorry, I'm really trying to break that habit. It's one of those things where it's like you have to try and break the habit. It just sounds so awful. It sounds very, like the more I say it, the more I realize how passive aggressive it is. But when you're trying to flash back to a previous thing or a previous statement that you made, it's hard not to say the words like I said. Um, So, I mean, we'll figure it out. Um, So, yeah, you know, it, it kind of hit me in a way because not only did I want to be better for, again, the immediate men in my life, like, brothers, fathers, uh, friends, all of that fun stuff. But it made me want to be better for the potential partner, you know, in my future. Like there, if there's someone that I want to call into my life, I have to be able to understand them and support them and love them and treat them right and really honor them you know, so it's definitely been an eye-opening experience for me, and I really wanted to do that episode justice. I really wanted the men out there to know that they now have somebody in their corner that is willing to be that for them, that they now have me in their corner, and that my podcast is not just for women. It is for the good men, too. So that's really what I wanted to say, recapping the last like month and the last couple of weeks and just saying thank you to everybody who's listened to my podcast and thank you for everyone who was really engaged last week and providing just phenomenal feedback. And um, I truly appreciate all your support and it made me want to continue, even though I questioned how I was going to top that. Um it still made me want to keep going. And I just know that somewhere down the line, there will be 
more good episodes and I'll have more good weeks. So I'm super excited about that. On to today's topic. Today's topic is, it kind of has three parts a little bit and um, they may not exactly tie into each other, but in my opinion, they do a little bit. So I'm just going to kind of work with it. And, and again, I don't know how the message is going to come out. I just know that it's something that I'm going to work with. So today is about fear. And I mentioned that I was scared to do last week's episode. I was scared to do the For the Men episode. And also, I... I have, the reason why I was scared to do it was because I have entertained the thought of, again, calling in a significant other type male into my life. Like, I really want that, um, I really want to manifest that basically. I I want to start calling in my life partner. And it's a scary concept for me. One, because the moment you put something out there into the universe or the moment you put something out there into prayer or thought or you start having this desire, God or the universe, however you refer to it, or spirit or source, starts to go to work. And if you truly believe and you truly have faith, God works fast. And there are also times where you may not think you're ready, but God thinks you're ready and he works fast. And so that's kind of what started happening to me. I am actually really sad because today is going to be my final call with my double down group or my mentor group. Um, I've never actually said what it was called. I just always called it my mentor group, but the, it was called double down. And the whole idea was for us to double down on our desires and things that we really wanted that we just felt stuck on. And it, I've been doing this since May and it has honestly changed my life. Like I wouldn't have started this podcast if it wasn't for being part of that group and just coming up with new ways to get my message and share my experiences out there. And I cried on Sunday Like, I mean, I bawled my eyes out because August was a struggle for me in the sense that I was hiding that desire. I was scared to admit that of all the goals that I had set for myself, of all the things that I said I wanted to do, love and romance was at the bottom. Like, it wasn't even at the forefront of my mind when I started this program and something shifted along the way to where I actually started wanting that in my life. I actually started wanting somebody who I could share and celebrate the wins that I was experiencing with. And that's how it all started because I had these wins. I had these accomplishments. Things were just moving and progressing 
in like such a fast pace, which I'm going to talk about. And I wanted somebody to celebrate those things with. I wanted that intimate connection. I wanted somebody who would be in my corner and say like, awesome job. Like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, you did it because it's, it's different when it comes from your friends and your sisters and when it comes from a significant other, you know, it, it feels different and it invokes a different feeling and it lights a different fire. So the more I had these wins, the more I achieved my goals, the more I started to want that. And when we did our virtual retreat session midway through the program, we did this ritual where we made like a vision jar basically and I decided you know what let's just add it in there I don't know what's going to happen I don't know how it's going to happen it wasn't part of the original intention but why the hell not let's just throw it in as a bonus uh things have been going so well at this point so I added it without a second thought. What I didn't realize that in doing so, again, I had put a message out into the universe that this is something that I desire and the universe started working. And all of a sudden I am faced with somebody who caught my attention and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Wait, what? And at the same time, I was struggling with personal things. I was struggling with work. I was struggling with stress. I was struggling with um, my, my weight, my diet plateauing, and just a whole bunch of other things that I had started to struggle with. And all of it just seemed like the worst timing imaginable. And so I panicked and... I freaked out and I got scared and it just, it made me feel like I wasn't ready at all. Right. So I just, I got to the point where I felt like I had ruined my shot because I wasn't ready for this, you know, potential thing that God delivered to me. And again, all it was, was a seed of potential. It wasn't even like, Somebody had blatantly asked me out. It was just this little tiny seed of somebody that looked intriguing, that somebody that looked attractive. And I was like, oh, well, let's see. I'm curious. But I didn't act on it because I'm not going to act on something unless I get a clear, concise green light that says yes, you know, or some type of indication that there is an interest back. And so, I just did not move on it, but the idea of having to put myself out there and be vulnerable with someone and be honest was scary. And I started to handle it on my own. And I stopped sharing this with my group because I thought it would be easier for me to just process this on my own. And also it sounded weird when I would try to explain it in my head as to what was going on, I couldn't even explain it to myself. 
I couldn't even sit there and justify to myself what was going on. And I'm sitting here like, what is the matter with you? Why does this scare you so much? And I couldn't articulate into words what was going on in my head and heart. So I thought it was doubt and I thought it was insecurity and I thought it was like, oh, well, you're doubting yourself and you're feeling insecure because of all this weight that's going on. And I was like, and I doubt the person would like me back or would even be interested. And so I, ch- I chalked it off to doubt and insecurity. I was insecure about my weight and I was doubtful that that person would find me interesting, attractive, or that I wasn't good looking enough or pretty enough or all of those things. And that was what I convinced myself was the reason that I had this freak out. What I actually found was that it was fear and it was fear because I couldn't control the situation. I could not control what that person thought about me. And that scared me because what I wanted them to see was the version of Melissa that had done all of this work for the past three months. What I wanted them to see was who I am or who I had become in the last three months. I wanted them, I wanted that person to see that I was the most authentic version of me that I have ever been in like my 32 years of existence. Like I have truly found my voice. I've truly found my self-expression. I've truly found like confidence in my message and like happiness and peace and healing throughout my podcast. And these were all the things that I found that I wanted that person to see. But because I was in a state of stress and overwhelm and just feeling like I plateaued in the program, they weren't seeing that. And because I couldn't control what they were seeing, I just didn't want anything to do with it. And my energy just got shitty. And that's what I was trying to say last week and the week before Um, or was it a couple of weeks ago? I know I had mentioned in one of the episodes that my energy just sucked. And again, I couldn't, I couldn't articulate why it was happening. And it was all surrounding fear. It was all me being scared of how they would see me and me being scared that they would never see the good parts, that they would never see the work that I've done, that they would never see the healing, that they would never see like the best of me. And I'm getting a little like, I can kind of feel it. I'm getting a little choked up about it because again, I wanted them to see just the good stuff. And Yeah, so we're going to pause on that and we're going to just go back into where all of this was going and we're going to take it in that direction. Um, So I don't know if anybody has ever seen the Will Smith video where he talks about what lies on the other side of fear. And this is why I wanted to 
kind of share that what that experience was doing was it was a fear-based experience and not a doubt or an insecurity-based experience. I needed to reflect on that so that people can understand where I'm going. If you've ever seen that Will Smith um, speech, he talks about what lies on the other side of fear. He talks about a situation where like you agree to go skydiving with a whole bunch of your friends and um, everybody's excited and they're like, yeah, let's go. And you're like, yeah, let's go. And then all of a sudden you lie awake all night in a panic because you just agreed to go skydiving, which you've never done before. And so because you committed and it's your friends and you don't want to look like an idiot, you go skydiving, you get to the, you know, the landing pad, um, and you get on that plane and all of a sudden, like the instructor is counting you down and he pushes you off at two. And all of a sudden you feel liberated, right? And he says, you feel like you're flying, like you're floating through air and all those fears and all of those worries that you had and all of those thoughts that kept you up all night just dissipate, right? You're not experiencing them anymore. And what you're experiencing is pure bliss, as he says. And the reason why I've always loved this message is because in a way, it's a leap of faith, right? It's almost like, even though the instructor pushed you and forced your hand, you still manage to leap and you still manage to jump out of that plane and you realized you weren't falling, you were flying, right? The universe got you, like God God has got you. You took that leap and nothing bad happened. All you felt was excitement and bliss and, ha- and happiness and laughter and joy. So, What Will Smith says at the end of that speech is the point of maximum danger is the point of minimum fear. And I was like, oh, that is so good. Because a lot of what fear is, is it's our mind creating danger. And yes, there are some situations that are actually dangerous. And he says that too, right? There are some situations that are actually dangerous, but these types of fears, the ones that we create in our head, the ones that we do from overthinking or from trying to control a situation or creating this idea that there's a risk or there's something that's too dangerous, or there's something that is going to lead to too great of a loss. Those aren't real. Like there's, there's no real or present danger in those situations. And what we've done is we've done it to ourselves. But what happens when we let that fear consume us, right? What happens when we let that fear take over? In our childhoods, there have been like mythical creatures that they talk about that are like fear monsters, right? They're monsters that feed off of fears. Like religion talks about fear-based demons and I forgot. Oh, here it is. Agramon. 
I wrote it down. I, I like to keep notes on certain things. So Agramon is a fear-based demon in, in like the spiritual and um, supernatural world. And it's a demon that feeds on fear and horror. And this particular demon doesn't have a shape. It's more like a presence or an entity. But again, it feeds on the fear and it kind of like exacerbates it. And it it just, that fear festers and grows and just consumes you because this monster is feeding on your fear. And I know I haven't seen it. I, I only saw the original haven't seen the new ones. Not my favorite, personally, because um, I fucking hate clowns. But everybody knows of Pennywise the Clown, right? Pennywise the Clown was also a clown that fed on the fear of children. And he was, like, that clown that, like, well, he fed on children regardless. But, like, the more terrified they were, the more scared they were, the more they let their fear take over and consume them, like the better it was for him. And if you've seen the Marvel Universe in Green Lantern, it was the same thing. They had the parallax and the parallax fed on your fears, your insecurities, your doubts. And it just took that one tiny little seed of doubt, that one tiny little seed of fear and insecurity, and it just fed off of it. And again, it consumed you and it grew and grew and grew. Okay, I got a little distracted. Um, damn it, I hate when that happens. So I was saying that the parallax would fear, would feed on the fear and insecurities and doubts until they would just grow and grow and grow inside of you. And I think... Like, you could see the eyes change color to, like, that yellowish color because the yellow was the color of fear, whereas the Green Lantern obviously represents, like, goodwill. So, there was that. But on the other side of fear, on the other side of all of those feelings of overwhelm, of this danger that we've created for ourselves that doesn't exist, this need to control, this wanting to, or being afraid of being open or vulnerable or letting people see you, all the things that we, we create in our minds that are literally like worst case scenario events. And we obsess over them and we let them just manifest because that's what happens, right? I mentioned that when you want something, when you put a thought out there into the world, when you have a desire and you say, this is what I want, God works for that. The universe works for that. But at the same time, it works both ways balance of power for every good thought there's a bad thought or you know like with good thoughts come bad thoughts and if you let those bad thoughts be the primary thoughts that's what's going to happen 
that's what the universe is going to focus on because you're focusing on it. So if I sit here and continue to say that so-and-so is never going to like me, or if I continue to say that I'm never going to find my partner, or I continue to doubt that there's a bigger plan at play, then those are the thoughts that's going to come true. I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to not want to be open and honest and vulnerable, and I'm going to shut down. But I didn't do the work that I did the last three months, the last four months, just for me to shut down at the end of it when I healed so much to begin with. That's not what I'm here for. So on the other side of fear is that bliss. But what do you have to do? You got to jump, right? And this is where I have struggled for quite some time. I have struggled with the idea of a leap of faith. Because in my opinion, that means you're falling. You're falling and one of two things is going to happen. You're going to fall right into the ground and crash or someone's going to catch you, whether it's gravity, whether it's God, the universe, or there's an actual mattress or one of those, um, like those, I can't think of the word right now. Um, but you know, something is there to catch you. Um, or you land perfectly on the landing pad. But I struggle with that initial moment of the leap. Because again, in my head, I create these clear and present dangers that don't exist. And I always feel like, who's going to catch me? Who the fuck is going to catch me? And so the question becomes, do I trust God in the universe enough to be the one to catch me? Or am I expecting some physical person to do it? And then I'm like, but wait, that's, that's like codependency. And we don't want to do that either. So the whole idea is to trust yourself and to trust God or trust the universe. And those are the things that I struggle with. And I started to question, is it more so that I don't trust God in the universe or is it more so that I don't trust myself? And that's a hard thing to sit with because that means that you still got some shit to learn because why don't you trust yourself? Why don't you trust your journey? What is it that you're still doubting within yourself? And those were things that I had to contend with for a while until I realized that it was neither. Actually, that's not true. It was partially, or it was more so that I didn't trust myself because of ideas that other people had put into my head, because of things that people made me believe about myself, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't pretty enough, that I wasn't strong enough, that I wasn't skinny enough, that I wasn't this, that, or the other thing, or that I couldn't do it. And it was like, so people made me feel all these things that weren't true. People told me things that weren't true, lies, 
And so I believed those versions. I believed those truths rather than knowing what I know about myself, trusting my body to be able to do more, trusting my mind to be able to handle more, trusting my heart to be able to withstand rejection or trusting my heart to choose the right person. Trusting my heart to receive the love that it's meant to receive. So it mostly came down to me and it mostly came down to trusting myself enough to say, yeah, well, let's go for it and leave the rest of it up to God. So, yeah, I struggled with the leap of faith for a while and then I started taking them. And what happened when I took the leap of faith, when I tell you Will Smith was right and there's like just this moment of absolute bliss and just joy and happiness, like it's the most unbelievable feeling ever. And I'll, the example that really sets the tone for me, the example that really explains this feeling is the person that I'm working with who's doing my branding or my uh, logo art and all of that, like all of that stuff. So she is one of the sisters in my group. And I remember I, everybody in the group encouraged me to start the podcast, knew I was going to start the podcast. They even helped me like confirm the title and everything. We talked about all of this. And I wanted my message to be like solid and strong. I wanted to build a foundation. I knew that the Motivation Burrito was going to be something that I was super passionate about and that I was going to keep going. And I also knew that my friend works with some people who are bigger than me in the business world. And I knew that she was going to be a little bit expensive and I knew that she was going to be an investment and be a little pricey. But I also knew I needed her. And so I took the idea of 20 seconds of courage and the leap of faith that my mentor had been teaching me. And I asked her for help. And I said, I want to work with you. I need some help in discovering like the identity of my brand, the message where I want to go with it. And so can you talk to me about your services? Can we get on a call? And she said, yes. And that was like the first step in just me feeling like, holy crap, I asked someone for help and they were there to catch me. And I just took a chance. I took a chance on her. And here we are about to move into phase two. In fact, we have a call to talk about um, some of the imagery and all the things that we have been working on. So I'm super excited about that. But I wouldn't be here if I hadn't asked her and she didn't say yes. What made it even more profound and more special was when we got on our first call all the fears and all the things that I had felt around this entire process, she just eliminated and she just made me feel super safe, super heard and so seen. And I was like, oh my God, this woman gets me. 
And because she gets me and because she sees me and because she fucking caught me when I jumped, this is going to be the most amazing project ever. And I am standing to like to this day, I'm I'm standing that ground that this has been the most phenomenal process and like one of the best decisions I've ever made aside from starting the podcast. So she is an example of that liberation that I felt when I took that leap of faith. And because of her, I wanted to do it more. And I, I really wanted to be able to like actually do that in other areas of my life as well. And then So remember when I talked about the speed in which God can work or the speed in which the universe can deliver? In the spirit world, we call that quantum leaping, or there's this idea that you can quantum leap into something. And it's this moment where you trust so deeply and so profoundly that timelines collapse things just happen at like the snap of your finger and all of a sudden you're at your destination and it's almost like you don't know how you got there and i've had that experience once or twice where i've asked for something and then literally it's like in my lap and i'm like whoa wait where did this come from how did i get here what happened what day is it and you just kind of have this feeling of almost like deja vu but almost like you woke up someplace we don't recognize. But quantum leaping is hard. <laughs> and again, it's something that you really have to trust into and you really have to like remove those blocks and clear that path, but it is 100% possible. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because the leap of faith that I want to take for the month of September may not only just be a leap of faith, it may be that quantum leap situation that I'm looking for. Like when I'm talking about the, the method. So basically, I'm trying to figure out like the best way to describe it. So basically I had, I was looking for something online and when I searched for it, it wasn't available. And in fact, it wasn't going to be available for a while. So I won't say what it is until the thing actually happens, but um, it wasn't available for a while, but what I was looking at was probably not going to be available till about December or January. And I really wanted it. And I was also kind of looking at it as a sign of what's to come. If it was like ready for me. So the fact that I saw that it wasn't ready, I kind of got disappointed, but I did the work and I said, you know what? I'm trusting in the timing. And I'm trusting that if this opportunity really is meant for me, then I will not miss it and the path will be cleared and it will become available. I checked today the availability 
and it was like doors opened up because I could literally have this thing by like mid-September if I really wanted to. And I, I want to wait till mid-September because again, I want to finish my branding project with um, my friend and I want to make sure that like all the all of that stuff is officially ready to go before I, I take on any other things in my life. But it would be available for me as soon as like I'm done with this project, which is amazing. So when you really do want something and you really do trust in it and you clear out your energy and you clear your shit and you move past the fear and you just take that leap and you jump, like it happens for you. And on the other side is that bliss. And on the other side is that joy. And it just feels like freedom. So yeah, I, I honestly can't wait to actually share the full extent of things. Cause I know sometimes like I, kind of give vague descriptions of what's happening, but that's because I don't like to count the chickens before they hatch, right? That's the old school saying. <laughs> it's, or put all your eggs in one basket. No, this isn't an eggs in one basket. It's a count your chickens before they hatch scenario. Cause you know, you're like incubating a whole bunch of stuff all at one time. And you're just like, oh my God, like all of this is going on and this is going to happen. And then all of a sudden these ideas that you incubated, not all of them hatch. And you're just like, oh, well, that one didn't happen and that one didn't happen. So I share these experiences as, you know, vague concepts in the beginning because I'm still incubating them and seeing how these are all going to work out. But I find that the ideas and concepts that I trust in, that I kind of let go the control of, and I just move a little bit more like, or I take those leaps of faith on, those are the ones that hatch quite gracefully and become something amazing and beautiful and exciting. And so, yeah. So, don't catch your chickens before you hatch or before they hatch. Um, but also trust that they will hatch. It's, it's weird. I know. It's not the best analogy. I've had better ones. But that's kind of what I'm going with right now because I don't feel like picking up my phone and searching Google for a good quote because um, I feel like that's time consuming. And yeah, so let's just say trust in the universe. I'm honestly really sad that my program is ending and a part of me, oh, here's why I cried. It was a fear thing too, right? And I'll just say this one last thing real quick. So I cried because not only was I going through something alone for the whole month of August, which I didn't need to do because that's what they were there for, right? I have all these sisters in my group and all I had to do was ask for help and say, hey, I need somebody. And I didn't because I was scared of the judgment and I was scared of 
them saying, well, why do you need help with this? And none of that happened. In fact, the moment I told them the situation and what I was dealing with, they were just like, well, why didn't you say something sooner? We got you. And so I basically, again, created this idea of impending doom for no reason whatsoever. And I held it in for three weeks too long. And then I finally shared with them what was going on with me and why I felt the way that I felt. And I had even expressed that at one point I felt abandoned and that like everybody had just gone their own separate ways and we weren't present in the group anymore. So I felt like I was going to be a burden. Literally all these things were coming up and I just kind of like shared how I was feeling with them. And the moment I did that, it was just like everybody came back into the room and we all just came together again and realized like there's a sister in need and let's see what we can do to help her through this situation. And it was almost like, also, why didn't you tell us you were going through this alone? Um, so the moment I did that, it was really like that feeling again of the sisterhood and the support that I needed. And so I was crying on Sunday because it's coming to an end. And I felt like if I didn't have them anymore for accountability or for support, that all this momentum that I did would stop and that I would not be able to do this on my own. And so I created this fear and this idea of not trusting myself again and not believing that I would be able to handle all the things that came my way outside of this group when really I could handle it and then some because of this group. So that was the last of my fear-based moment. And the moment I let all of that out, it just felt like freedom and it felt like release and things started happening again. And that was when my podcast started really having those comments and those feedback and the good praise that I received last week. And you may not think that one has to do with the other, but again, when you create these ideas that you're failing, when you create this fear in your mind, you do block yourself from receiving the blessings that are coming your way. And the moment I shared with them what was going on, it was like the doors opened and I was getting feedback left and right and support and just love. And um, yeah, so it was definitely amazing feeling. And so let September be the month where I just leap and quantum leap into all the things that were coming back in August that I may have delayed a little bit. And I'm just really excited to be able to continue to share all the things as they unfold. And you'll be able to see all the new stuff for the motiv for the motivation burrito really soon because again this project is moving really quickly and we expect to be done by mid-september so i can't wait to reveal all the good stuff to all of you and um i'm excited we're getting our makeover finally hope you all have a great week i will be back on friday not sure what the topic is yet, but I will be back on Friday to serenade you with my lovely voice and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you move forward and just do at least one brave thing today. Take that leap and let me know how it goes.